0: And seventy two, the sign that your angels are encouraging you to take a leap of faith and start something new. Episode something new, something Uh, new. I should have been a peony singer. It's not too late. It ain't too late. It
1: ain't too late. I, th- I thought you were this whole
0: time. I, I do that. I walk yeah. around my house and sing random songs all over. <laughs> hey. I'm hey I'm uh, you, hey, yo. Randy's
1: album drops. Coming this summer. Yodi Nights. Yodi Nights. Lonely <laughs> yody Nights. <laughs> hey, what's up out there in listener land? If you're hearing this, that means you are listening to the Unspoken Words Native Podcast. And across the way from me, you know him as number 83 in your programs, but number one in your heart, the original Algerian nightmare, the pod goddy, Randy B. Say, what's up?
0: Moana.
1: <laughs> right, uh, mahalo. <laughs> Moana. <laughs> I think you mixed up your Hawaiian I did, day. dog. Oh, I man. did. I huh. did. Either way, we know what you meant. <laughs> and you know me, I am your favorite Indian, except no substitutes, all the way from Bop and I know, I know, I know, from up the road, but not as far as up the road as your Mohugs, not drugs, maybe not that far, but anyway, I am JCB, and as if you already haven't noticed, Mr. Mohugs is out of house this evening. But he did record his piece, so he will be joining us via live recording. Is that a thing?
0: I don't know, but I guess it is now. It is now, yes. We are inventors all over here. We are innovators. We're we're pioneers. Innovative natives. Mavericks. (laughs) (laughs) And not from Dallas, but we are Mavericks. We are definitely Mavericks. (laughs) But anyway. What was that Chuck Norris thing uh, Texas Lone Ranger. Oh, it was Lone Ranger, or what was it called? Walker, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Why did I think Maverick? Maverick, which was
1: there? Because there's a there's another one, like an old timey one. Remember, Ma- but then they made a movie out of it later on. It was um, the, uh, lethal weapon dude. Uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. What was, was it called? Maverick.
0: Oh, Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's there right. used
1: to be an old timey show back in the day, like Gunsmoke or some shit, and it was yeah. it was Maverick. So maybe that's, see, either that it's that chain of events in your mind that just mm-hmm. click, 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 went all the way around. Yeah. But yeah, so hey, first of all, you're in person. I never got a chance to say congratulations yeah. on nine years. Oh, thank you. On uh, nine, hold on, wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it. Yeah. So on the other on the other episode when we were giving you shout outs like that I said this one's for you Randy.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, congratulations on 9 years. That is fucking awesome.
0: Dog it is.
1: It is, man. I'm proud of you. I'm man, I'm just honored to be walking with you and it it's cool. Like hey, I always say it, we can do it. They can do it.
0: Yep absolutely So,
1: do you, you got any quick thoughts on that
2: real man
0: quick? i don't know like i i thought about it so and, and thanks to josiah ray like because i never really considered the dates until we started rocking like heavy man about what four years ago yeah I'm yeah about four years ago when i start coming around you guys yeah yeah but and then he like remember we started the podcast and then he's like he sent me that i think it was like a like this is how long you've been sober right but uh and that's when i started like thinking and then i'm like i had to go back and look at the actual date i'm like wait it was super bowl sunday that the monday was my you know what i mean and it was february 2nd your first full day yeah and i'm like damn like yeah exactly but like now bro like
1: did you see your shadow
0: yeah, I saw my <laughs> shadow, and I never came back out. And, and
1: you predicted um, a <laughs> lifetime of substance free? Yeah, uh,
0: but it, it's kind of crazy, like, bro, like, I've been thinking about it. So, like, my daughter fought on my ninth anniversary, and, you know, she ended up losing a heartbreaker. Um She didn't really lose. It was, I really hate to say, like, ref, ref job. It wasn't a ref job. It was more like the judge's. Because like we've rewatched the fight, and I've even posted it on social media. Like I'm like, check this out, and there was a big discussion about it. Like, um, one of the worst decisions of the tournament, somebody said. But, but it hit me, bro. Like, and this is kind of going to go deep. But like, it hit me when, bro. After like the referee even thought she was going to win, was ready to raise her hand. If you watched the video, and ended up raising the other girl's hand. Like after they announced it. And man, the whole auditorium just got quiet, bro. Mm. It was like, so there's three rings and there was over 800 something boxers there along with all their coaches, parents, whatever. So it was packed. And when she fought, like she completely outboxed this person. But anyway, like that's not even a part of the story that I'm trying to get to, but it was like in her moment of distress, My daughter, after she got checked out by the doctor and I was standing there livid, bro, like I was cussing around and everything, like, man, just came running. And she was sobbing by the time she got, like, she saw me, she held it together, held it together. She freaking put her head right in my chest and just began to sob. And I held her, man, like, and I just like, man, let it out. Like, you know, I gave her a hug and I held her. But then it hit me. It was like boom, I just had to stop and was like, man, like, this is exactly what it's about, right? Like, when you're in distress, when you're struggling with something, when you're going through something, like, when your heart is shattered, you run to the arms of the Father. Like, bro, like, I just, like, got that thought. But it made me appreciate the journey that we have been on for the past nine years, And in the midst of all that chaos, in the midst of everything that was going on, my emotions, like I had every range of emotions, anger, happiness, sad, like, you know, like all, all these range of emotions. And in that moment, I really felt like God was speaking to me. But then to make me appreciate everything, like my daughter found her safe space, cried her eyes out. And then I'm like, after she was done, I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, I want to come back and win. Bro, like with the like, you know what I mean? She goes, I want to come back and win. Like she said that with such emphasis. And I'm like, man, but then like we got home and I'm like, man, baby, you know what? Like I said, man, nine years ago, I changed my life and it's because of you. But to see, like, from the, like, people that listen to our podcast, like, heard me say it time and time again, my only prayer was that I would be a father to my daughter. But to be walking that out nine years later, and nine years later, my daughter's fighting for a chance in a championship bout. She's still in the top four of the nation, best. (laughs) Like, that's not a little feat. Oh, hell no. That's an awesome accomplishment. But it made me appreciate it because had I not made the decision to put that bottle down, we would never been in Kansas City. Had I not made the decision to put that needle down, we would not have been in Kansas City. So the first step was the hardest for me to make. It, 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 it hurt to leave everything that I knew. And even back then, all I really wanted was to get sober enough to get my family back. Yep. <clears throat> You know, I wanted my daughter back. I never thought nine years would be possible. My motivating factor in that first year was like, man, reaching six months and looking on social media and seeing one of my friends celebrate one year of sobriety. And I'm like, God, I've never been there before, but let me know what that tastes like. Let me know what that year tastes like. And once I passed one year, it became a little bit easier. And then I meet you guys, and then we start the podcast. And then now, like man, coming to number nine, bro, I'm like, man, let me see what that tenth one looks like. Let me see what that tastes like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let me, let me, let me see that. And and then seeing my daughter, bro, like, man, all week she's, you know, Monday we got back Sunday morning, Monday night, like I didn't even have like I'm coming home. I I had to work till five forty five. I'm like, man, we're running late. I called her, bro. She was already at the door, dressed out, ready to come to practice, like waiting, chomping at the bit. Tuesday I wanted to pick her up. She's like, you know, sparring everybody that she could. Like it lit like a this fire inside of her, you know? But it's only because I decided to put the drink and the drugs away. Mm. And it's like, man, like that's my only prayer was to be a father to my daughter. And I didn't start out as a good dad. I don't know who this is for. But to those that are listening, man, it's like we have to make that decision because your motivation is going to wear out. It's a decision to be disciplined in our everyday life that's going to take us to the next level. Deciding that, man, today, I'm going to correct the behavior that was wrong yesterday and I'm going to do better today. And you do that every single day. And then it like evolves into years, four years, five years, seven years, nine years to your 10 years, bro. And it's like to have the circle of friends around me that I do like you guys are in my circle, man. And I don't have a lot of friends, but the friends I do have mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate everybody, you know, like, especially the ones that are sitting at the table with us. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me appreciate, man. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that's what nine made me no, contemplate. Bro. No, like, man,
1: that's exactly what I was looking for. And, you know, like, I was just sitting there thinking, and you said, well, we all, we all, we know your story, and a lot of our listeners do, too. But um, to have your daughter fight on that day, like, it's like full circle, All I want to do is be a father to my daughter. Nine years later, boom, in that moment, that's exactly what you got. That's exactly, you were in the right space or the right place at the right time for her. Yes. And everything that came with that, like, man, we don't, we don't want to hear about the champ, you know, losing one, but hey, she comes back even better for it. You know, that's, that's that experience that we all need. But what I heard, what, what really jumped out at me was like on that day. Yeah, on that first that first full day of sobriety nine years later to the day yes what were you doing you were being a father to your daughter yeah that's fucking awesome (laughs) dog it is right that's fucking awesome dude
0: (laughs) it made me appreciate the whole journey
1: and and hey i i said this a thousand times nobody knows what we have to go through to get to this point right we Mm -hmm. all know we all know our own stories i've heard yours but i don't know what it's like to be in your shoes i don't know what it was like to have to go through any anything like that any you know you know mine and it's yeah. the same way doesn't mean that we don't appreciate it doesn't mean we don't empathize doesn't mean we can't relate but really like you know what you did you know what you had to do yes you know how you did it you know what worked <clears throat> and now look at this i mean hey it was it was a uh, it was a tough day but at the same time you know you, you, you see the positives. Number one, you got nine fucking years. Hell yeah. Number two, man, you notice that shift in your daughter, like, no, I'm going to come back and I'm going to whip some ass. Yep. And that's paraphrasing. I don't think she actually said, use those <laughs> words, but I say what I want to say, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so man, it's just, that is just proof positive that this shit works. Yeah. It works. And But like you said, too, you got to have that, you got to have that drive. You have to have something in there because you know, your motivation is going to ebb and flow. Yep. And there's going to be days when you're like, man, like, wh- what is this?
0: Why am I doing this? Why am I
1: doing this? Why Why, why do I
0: even try?
1: Why am I? Because it, sometimes it feels like you're trading water, right? Yeah. Like, man. But those are the days where, you know, you, you, like for me personally, those are the days when I say, okay, I don't have to do everything at once. In fact, don't even think that. Like, I don't have to get from A to Z, boom. I just got to make it to B. Yeah. And when I make it to B, then I'm going to concentrate on C just take it that little bit at a time and then, you know, find those things that light that fire.
0: No, absolutely, man. I think, like, just appreciating the space that I'm in. Like, yesterday was a super trying day, and to have the boss that I have, man, like, she was like, man, sounds like you need 15 minutes. She's like, go take 15 minutes. Dude, I walked outside, and that's exactly what I needed. Was 15 minutes of, you know, sunlight. You just need to air out a little bit. Yeah, bro. Like, but it's like, man, like to see those, like, I would just say gratitude. Like, I'm grateful to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, not everything is the way that I want it to be, but at the same time, I'm happy with my mental health. I'm happy that even if it is a trying day, like at the end of the day, like, you know, my highlight last night? Mm. So. The reason why I was trying, let me let me tell you what uh part of my day. So I freaking I'm like, okay, let me get ready for the day. Like I dropped my daughter off and I start a little bit later on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays now because I'm in school. But after I got done taking a shower, like I want to go turn off the water, bro. And that knob broke. On your water? Yeah, like I shut it off and it didn't shut off. Oh, but the inside broke, and man, I couldn't find the water main. Took me like 20 minutes, bro. Like i So your water,
1: like, that whole time was just going, huh? Yeah,
0: I'm going to hate to see the water bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's just flowing like from the bath. I'm like, man, like, I'm like, dude, like, why does this happen? Like, my class starts at 920, and it's like 845. I'm like, what the heck, bro? Like, so I emailed my teacher real quick. I'm like, hey, man. I got, a fa- I got an emergency here. My faucet's broken. Like, I'm not going to be in there. Like, and then go to get the part. Like, and then I find the water main. So I shut it off, go to get the part. I come back, and I changed the part, and I went and tried to water, and it wasn't it. I had to change the cartridge.
1: Oh, yeah. I know what you mean.
0: So I freaking, like, went to my second class, and I made it. I was half hour late there, missed like about a quarter of it. Came back home afterwards, went and got the freaking cartridge, got the wrong cartridge. Mm. So took it apart again, went back, came back and finally got the right one. But it was like after, you know, a hundred and something dollars in, money I don't have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then going to work and then just being swamped with everything at work. But like, man, that's why it was like super... Trying, but anyway, long story short, man, and like in the evening time, I take those receipts back because I'm like, I'm not going to do it this. I'm going to go to work, get rid of it, whatever. Go to Lowe's, return my stuff. And I'm like, man, like I bought some freaking LED lights. So the ones that I bought initially were two, they were underpowered and I didn't realize that they had to be a certain wattage, you know? Yeah him to work and and that was really my highlight like man was to go buy light bulbs the led light bulbs yeah. not not to use drugs but you know the led kind you can use them for drugs <laughs> I <what> <laughs> <laughs> but i bought those and they're like 25 bucks right but i was able to like buy them bought eight of them and bought the right wattage my house is all lit up now hmm. like all oh, it's bright every light's working as it should you know the outside the front porch the lights on. Um, and then I, I took my daughter on a date, man. We went an eight at uh, Panda Express. Like, that was my highlight. You know, that's, for me, like, that meant everything. You know, and, and it's all because of nine years ago, like I said, man, like, to be in the position that we're in, to be in the rooms that we're in, to have the experiences that we have, it may not be special to anybody else but to us to have my daughter by my side be able to take her out on a date in midweek have dinner with her treat her like a lady but also buying light bulbs for the house so that our house is lit up the way that it should be like man that was my highlight bro
1: and and i get it be you know cuz to me it sounds like you just change your perspective mhm like what's important what makes you feel good what gives you that peace what makes you you know happy and feel gratitude yeah and like, I get it. Like, some people might not get, oh, you just got light bulbs. But no, you didn't just get light bulbs. You you got to go out there and do that stuff. And you got yeah. to take your daughter out. I mean, that to me is like a change of perspective. Because, like, I know when we're using our perspective, is only you know, we only have one thing on our minds all the time. And to do that, like, some people, like, like looking back, you know, we, we think, oh, man. You, there's one way we can think of it, right? Like, we can think, oh, man, our lives are just boring. Nothing, you know. All I did, all I did today was getting light bulbs. But no, you don't even have to think about it like that, man. You, you, the way you said it, the way you you explained it, it's like, yeah, I was, I was excited too. I was like, got light
2: bulbs, (laughs) kind
1: of want to go check it out. Yeah,
0: no, bro, like, it wasn't the most exciting thing, but it was like, man, I was grateful.
1: But see, and that's the thing, right? You know that gratitude, but then you know that change of perspective. Yeah, like, man, you see the world differently. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. Like I, I completely get it
0: because I think previously, right? Like we, we, for me, like I look at that and I'd be like, oh man, everything's going to hell. I might as well quit school. I might as well. Why did I even try? And the temptation to think like that is there. Yeah. Right. The temptation is there, but it's also like, that's why I'm saying like, man, thank God for my mental health because I'm in a better position. We're like, man, you know what? That sucks. I can feel it. It effing sucks. But there's nothing I can do about it, and I'm going to do what I can. I'll get to that freaking faucet because I found a water main. At least the water's off. I'm going to hate that water bill, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I'll get to it when I can. And then having that peace of mind, like I said, like not everything's perfect, but just having that peace of mind, like.
1: (laughs) And what else I hear, too, is that acceptance yeah you know and just accepting things for the way they are yeah and you know it's something suck and you know we acknowledge that but at the same time we move forward too because yeah. hey we 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 both know we all know when, after we've been walking this road for a while that not everything has to suck all the time yeah it doesn't like life is really good yeah and but like man like you know just like for me in the past you know i, I, I was the same way even now too like you said it's really easy that you know man i i just want to go into that downward spiral <laughs> fuck all this shit you know and i don't want i don't want to have to deal with this man i don't want to have to you know but at the same time you know like I, I was talking to my therapist the other day and she was talking about radical acceptance yeah cuz you know things things might not be fair things might not be you know the way that we want them to go but when we accept it and we face it and then it just loses that power yeah it's like it has no power over us, but when we, like when I would try to go down that 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 downward spiral, that pity party, like oh nothing's working out and I can't do this and I gotta do that and blah blah blah. Like I'm, you're giving up your power. We're yes. giving up our power to you know to the outside world when we can take it back and you know and have that internal strength and power inside of us. Yeah. And we don't have to give that up. That's that. That's that choice we can make. Yep. So yeah, that was a, that was a really good story. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, I'm glad you shared all that because, <laughs> you know, see, like it's things like that. I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, man, listening to things like that, that that lights my fire, dude. That like kind of stokes my inner yeah. strength and resilience. And like, man, like we're doing it. Yeah, you're doing it. Josiah's doing it. I'm doing it. You know, we got all our our homies that are you know that come in and out of here, and the ones that we walk with, they're doing it absolutely and so you know these listeners these people that you know maybe they're just starting out they can do it they're doing it if you were sober today you're fucking doing it yes so yeah that's man it's always you're always inspiring <clears throat> you're always motivational and you always have good stuff to say thank you for that and i really needed that
0: yeah no problem man appreciate it Thank you guys for listening to episode one no, I'm just That kidding.
1: was a good one Okay, we'll see you next week <laughs>
0: No, like, yeah, no, it's weird without the, the third machacho Yeah, yeah but, uh, I know, like, it probably felt like that the past couple of weeks, you know It's been awful quiet <laughs> It has. I was
1: thinking about that today, and I think, man, I wonder how this is gonna go Like, cause it seems like, man, we just We, got, we gotta get ourselves in the same room at the same time And then just, boom Like, I... I I'm not saying that our light is dying. I'm just saying that we need that energy again. Yeah. We need that energy. So hopefully next week we can have uh, Josiah back in here. Um, But he did share his – he shared a little bit on our topic tonight. So I know what I was going to ask you guys, but it might be a little bit too late. I know you ain't going for Kansas City.
0: Yeah. I'm going for it. I mean, my dad was a Niners fan. He was more a a Joe Montana fan, so I got to go with the Niners.
1: Okay, so, and I'm pretty, and I know Josiah probably do the same, so you guys want to make that same bet?
0: I don't know, because the Eagles are rivals with the Niners.
1: I don't think he cares about that. Oh, he doesn't? I wouldn't think so.
0: How come he won't go for the Chiefs?
1: I I don't have an, uh... Uh, a reason for it. I just like that's the way I'm leaning. <laughs> yeah. But either way, if he does, yeah. So it'll be us two against you. Excuse but me. The same bet as last year. What was it last year? Whoever loses has to sing a karaoke song. Remember? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah had to sing, sing that grease one. Well, so we'll <laughs> see what side he's on. We'll, we'll, uh, get a hold of I'm him. excited for that. Yeah. Who are you rooting for? I'm going for whoever you guys aren't going for. Okay. And that's okay. what I did last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I, I mean, I. it's not that I didn't have faith in the Eagles and I didn't want to root for them. It's just that you two went for Philadelphia, and I was like, all right, I'll take the Chiefs. You got
0: anything uh, special for this weekend? Probably just go chill with my dad and watch the game over there again.
1: Okay. Take some yeah. uh, wings and something? Yeah, get some wings and, because he has that big-ass TV. Yeah. And it's like sitting in a, Like, I'll sit right in front of it, dude, like. You know, like a little kid at the movie theater, you sit right in the front row and you have to practically look up. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I like that TV, so.
0: No, I I bought some, um, I'll probably buy some uh, chicken wings and I started perfecting uh, sticky Asian wings. Oh, yeah? I make my sauce and. Nice. It's kind of cool. So 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 you make your own. Yeah. So I'll make my own this weekend. Because I've still been cooking, like. Panda Express was a treat, bro, and, and being out in Kansas City this whole week, like, it was a treat. Like, I got to eat out, but it was like, man, like, this week I've been happy to get back on track, you know, like, my, with my, uh, back into your, your yeah, career. my routine, yeah. Um, but I think, like, for Sunday, that's what I want to do is buy, like, a case of, you know, like, what do you call them, racks? Or, like, there's only two of us in my house, so we're not going to eat a lot, but, like. Like you know the, the chicken wings? Oh, wings! Yeah, like buy some of the raw ones and then just
1: make your own sauce. Yeah, though. make
0: my own sauce and everything, and bake them and throw them in there. And
1: yeah, I, man, I don't. I wouldn't even know how. to. I mean, I probably could figure it out. But me, I'll just go to the Domino's or the Pizza Hut or whatever. Yeah, those
0: they it's cost quick. too much, though.
1: It's well, cause it's quick and easy though.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I feel it, but like for me, it, oh, but. Where I was going with that is like, remember my daughter told me like she's like you don't ever cook, and I'm still (laughs) cooking at home. (laughs) So we've been, you know, cooking at home a lot. But the past week and a half, I've been, you know, eating out.
1: So it's time for a break, huh? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, probably just go kick back, watch the game with him. He he's gonna go for Kansas City again, I think. Okay, and I'm like, okay, my thoughts are this, like, the 49ers, two games in a row, they almost lost. Yeah. And the way I figure, if they get out to a slow start like that, they're I don't. it's going to be tough to come back.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't think um, Kansas City's anybody, anything to wink at. Yeah. Um, they, but
1: hopefully it's a good game. I'll, at the end of the day, all I want is a good, exciting game, like last year. Yeah. Last year was a really good game.
0: I know that uh, a couple years ago, San Francisco almost made it, right? Or did they make it and they ended up losing? Yeah,
1: the same two teams. Yeah, and they were up by like ten with in the fourth quarter, and then Kansas rematch City. of four years ago. Yeah. yeah, Kansas City went off on like the last seven eight minutes.
0: Yeah, no, bro. Like I,
1: but I like those up and down, you know, yeah. fast paced games. Not like that. Oh man, who was it? Oh, when the Rams played New England, uh huh, a couple years back. Man, that was
0: boring. When the Rams played New England? Yeah. When the, Man, I hate, like, I, I shouldn't say hate. I don't like Super Bowls that are freaking not eventful. Yeah, exactly. You know, uneventful. And that's,
1: and that's how it was. It's, I was. We were sitting there watching that game, and I'm like, this is boring.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: like, I was more interested in the, And even the commercials were boring. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. Like, I, I like watching the commercials. You get a good one. Lately, it seems in the last couple of years haven't really gotten too many...
0: They've kind of been whack, huh?
1: Yeah, not too many standout commercials, but... Yeah, it should be a fun day to just go kick back and chill with the pops, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be a good one, man. We all need that. We all need that, you know, time to get away from everything and just chill. I'm looking forward to, to relaxing. I don't know. I don't really got anything planned. I know tomorrow at work, we get to wear jerseys i'll probably wear my denver broncos pod Gatti jersey there you go number 83 oh, yeah. <laughs> i got a i got oh, I a customized you're,
1: jersey i thought you were gonna say your unspoken words jersey <laughs> i should have <laughs> i
0: should have but it's like wear your favorite jersey to work all day and first time like i never really wore that ever since i bought it like two years ago i think a year or two when did i start calling myself Podgaddy? or no when did everybody start calling me? Hey. i don't call myself that <laughs> they call me that <laughs>
1: It's like uh, your favorite Indian. I just said it because it sounded yeah. and it just
0: ended up sticking. I know.
1: Okay. We'll go with that.
0: But that was about a couple years ago, and then I bought that Denver Broncos jersey in an 83, you know, and I put Pot Gotti on the back. Nice. <clears throat> I'll probably wear that one. I can dig it. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Anything so, else? No, I mean, are you feeling feeling prime ready to go yeah i'm ready to you go you came in chomping at the bit so we'll, we'll turn you loose here in a minute but i uh, do that uh hit me with that beat thing
0: dj why don't you hit me with that beat yo let's get into our topic yo
2: let's get into our topic
1: Yo, 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 this is Unspoken Words. Your favorite Indian, in the Podgotti in the house, Mo Hugs, Not Drugs. He's gonna be chiming in here in a little bit, but I will pass the baton over to the Algerian nightmare himself. Take it away, Mr. Podgotti. What do you got?
0: Hello. Today's topic is from psychology today, and it is titled How to Set Boundaries Like an Adult. <laughs> The subtitle is "Setting boundaries is a key skill of adulthood." It's time to check in on yours. Um, and I'll just read straight off. I, I've been I kind of skimmed it and everything, but um, boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves and others in relationships. These spoken and unspoken rules enable people to interact safely with regard to physical, emotional, mental, sexual, financial, material, and time-based behaviors. Like guideposts for healthy relationships, boundaries provide clarity, minimize confusion, and point us in the right direction so that we can behave in ways that promote safety and mutual understanding with others. Sounds simple enough, but knowing which boundaries to set and how to set them can be challenging. For one thing, boundaries are context and cultural specific. For example, boundaries such as honoring personal space and private property are usually taken for granted in the United States. But other boundaries are deeply personal and vary widely from person to person. For example, some of us may be comfortable with a friend or family member stopping by our home and announce, (gasps) <clears throat> While some of us won't eat, won't be comfortable with that. Some of us dish about our sex lives with close friends and others do not. These boundaries can evolve and change over the course of our lives, often below the level of conscious awareness. Indeed, we rarely stop to define and communicate our boundaries until we find ourselves feeling uncomfortable because they've been crossed. And we'll stop right there. I, I feel, yeah, if you have anything on that. Well, <clears throat>
1: Yeah, boundaries for me are hard, are so hard to set. They are easy to set but I'm always moving the goalpost. Yeah. You know what I mean like and I think part of my man one I think my biggest thing with that is always my idea and thought of how the other person a is feeling about themselves or you know how they are how they're going to feel. Yeah. And then probably even a bigger thing I don't know is how they're going to feel towards me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be seen as, you know, um, I guess in certain situations not to be seen as like, I don't care or I'm not interested or, you know, things like that. Like, um, like, okay. So the example with, uh, uh, people just showing up at your place, like, uh, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, and I don't mind people coming to visit, but it depends on like, you know, what are you doing here? You know, and see, and that to me, even just saying that, that sounds like an asshole. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be that asshole. Like, what are you doing here? What do you want? You know, like, but because I don't want to say all the time, but a lot of the times it's like people show up when they want something, and and that's just that that's just a fact. Like, I'm not going to try to minimize that or whatever. But it's like, okay, you're calling me, you're texting me. What do you want? Yeah. Because very rarely do people ever say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, my sister is crazy. I haven't heard from her in a while. My sister, Selena, and out of the blue, she shot me a text and said, hey, brother, how are you doing? Just wanted to check on you. Love you. And I had her number down wrong. Like I was one 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 digit off, so then it came up different. It didn't come up as her contact in my phone. So I didn't know who it was. And I thought, okay, somebody's trying to butter me up. What, are you, you know, what is it that they want? And so I text back, and I was like, "Who is this?" And then she was like, "What? You don't even have me saved on your phone, blah, blah blah." And I found out it was her, and then that's when I realized, you know, I was one digit off, so I corrected all that. But she actually did; she just texted me to say hi, hello, hope you're doing okay, that kind of uh. thing. And I thought, wow, that was pretty awesome, you know, like and that. But that's kind of it, it's rare, or you know, like my 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 mom will will text me and say, "Hey, where are I'm on my way to Billings, I want to meet you there." Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll go out and eat, or my dad will say, "Hey, I'm going to such and such. You know, meet me over there, and I'll I'll feed you. You know, it's like yeah. that." But you know, it. But see, and I guess getting back to my original point, it's like that boundary of people, you know, contacting me with ulterior motives, like you have something that I want, and I and I just don't like that. But at the same time, it's like uh, you know, like. They're people I love. They're people I care about. So, of course, I'm going to help help them if I can. But at the same time, you know, I started, I have to start setting those, like, okay, you know, I, I'll try to help you when I can, but I'm not going to be able to do it every time.
0: Yeah, no, man, I, I understand that. Like, it, it is kind of uncomfortable in this day and age because everybody has cell phones. And, you know, as you were saying that, like, the thought hit me, like, that's right, because people, if everybody has cell phones. Mm-hmm. Whether even if you don't have your own, somebody you know or somebody you're connected to has a phone, right? And it's more comfortable, I guess, when somebody gives you a heads up, like, hey, you know, I'm going to come over or, you know, things like that. Because I know, like, a, about a month or two ago, I was really awakened in the middle of the night. Like, man, we're deep slumber, bro. And then, tick, 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 tick. ding, ding, ding. And it's like, Normal people don't knock on doors at one, two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you also say something like you're like, man, like I don't like that either. But also like where we come from, like on a reservation, it's a little more acceptable, I think. I haven't lived there for a long time, but like it seems to think like a seems to me like a lot of what we don't accept here in town is acceptable at home. Yeah. And because I remember, like, man, growing up, we never had to call anybody to let them know we're on the way. Right? Like, we just would show up. and, And I remember, like, living here on the north side, like, random people would show up all the time. And we never thought twice. But now that I'm at my own home, I'm like, I don't like people knowing where I live. Because I feel like you. Especially if they're, like, relatives that don't keep in contact constantly like it doesn't mean i don't love them yeah yeah but a lot of times i'm like man i don't work my behind i don't spend all those hours outside of my house so that i can give my money to you Mm -hmm. because you don't got a job or you don't got you know what i mean or you're irresponsible yeah yeah, like or because of your you know your irresponsibility like
1: and that's not to say that i'm looking down on them yeah or i think (laughs) but that is that boundary there's that boundary there and it's healthy mm-hmm. it doesn't mean like i you know even though sometimes i feel like a jackass or sometimes i feel bad for you know having to say no um that's a healthy thing because it takes a lot out of us right like when, when and especially if people just kind of expect it from you yeah like i like if i went to your place and i said yeah let me in you know, because we're friends.
0: Yeah, like the person in the middle of the night, right? Like yeah. and I, I respond like, what are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, I don't I'm not gonna let you sleep on my couch. I don't know if you're drunk or high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, granted, like if if we kept in contact or whatever, but also it's like, man, at the end of the day, like I'm raising my daughter. Like I can't allow this is how I stand. It's like I don't look down on nobody for having a job or not having a job being under the influence or being sober. Like I don't, it doesn't change how I treat people. I guess like for me though, this is how I carry myself is like, if I'm not drinking and using drugs by my daughter, why the hell would I let somebody else do that? There you go. You know, if I'm not under the influence around my daughter, why would I allow somebody who doesn't pay my bills to be in my house? Right. Under the influence like that don't make sense. And I think it goes back to like brings me back to my using days like, man, I never had boundaries. And even now, up until about a year or two, ago, I started going back to therapy. Did I realize like the need and, and the importance to set boundaries? Because peace is something that's expensive. Mm hmm having a peaceful home having a peaceful mind has to there ha, there has to be a price that's paid for it right like not crossing over those lines not crossing and i feel like even a lot of us in addiction i'm not going to speak for everybody but like a lot of people that suffer from addiction suffer from what do you call it codependency codependency yeah so the codependency part of us is like somebody else's emergency becomes ours Mm -hmm.
1: and that you know and i think when you were alluding to how it is back home like the way our our, you know our culture right we're always you know we're always there for each other but at the same time not all of that is positive that's not always a positive thing yeah like if i'm if i'm uh if I'm walking the red road and I, am you know, built up all this sober time, and somebody comes up and says, "Hey, can you give me a ride to the store?" And like, okay, you need groceries for your kids or whatever. I'll, I can try to help you out with that. No, I just want to make a run. Yeah. I, and I'd be like, no, no, fuck no. Like I, you know what? And and. <laughs> I've even had people in the past, you know, throw, well, you used to be like that. And you, would you forget what it was like to be hurting? Yeah. Like, no, it's pretty much the exact opposite of that. I know exactly what it's like to be hurting. And I ain't going back to that. Yeah. Like that. And that's how, I mean, that's one thing that I will never, you know, that's one boundary that won't be crossed. Like same way. And. You used, you know, you, well, you didn't use, you, you stated your daughter as one of the primary reasons. Like, I don't want you, if I'm not doing that, I'm not going to let you to do that around her either. But for me, it's like, I don't do that. Yeah. So I don't want to be around anybody that does. You're sober, you're, you know, especially people that um, aren't aren't working anything, you know. They're not working a program. They're not, you know, out there trying to succeed.
0: Better themselves. Better
1: themselves, and again, this this is with all humility in mind, right? Like I'm not looking down on anybody, but if if I see, you know, if I see them that you know you were doing the same thing that you're doing last week, last month, last year, and you're expecting me to bail you out, like, uh, it kind of goes back to what you said. Like I don't work all day. I don't get up at five o'clock every morning for your emergencies. Yeah. All right? Like I have to get up and I have to do all that shit so I can pay my bills, so I can drive my car and I can do, you know, I can have a little bit extra and, you know, get, get a few things for other people. Like a lot of things that I do are for other people. Like I like buying stuff for the people that I love. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, um, oh, how does that go? Uh, failure to plan on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on mine. Yeah. So that's one saying that I'm always, you know, that I'm always kicking out there, and yeah. so I, I just, you know, I, I, I won't, I won't give up that boundary. and then, you know, like, you know, I, I give everybody, you know, a, a little bit of benefit, the, the doubt, benefit of the doubt, at first, but at the same time, like, if I feel like, you know, hey, you're, you're, you're playing, yeah, because I used to play those games too. That's why I can't look down on anybody. I used to be try to try to be manipulative and all this and that too. But so I know the game, and then I'm gonna say nah. That it stops right there.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think like we we have to be comfortable with setting those boundaries, and then I'll read on. Like right here is like communicating boundaries can be challenging. Sometimes setting a boundary means saying no when someone wants us to say yes. It can mean bringing up something someone has done that didn't feel good to us, which can generate shame and conflict. Yes, setting boundaries can leave the human on the other side of the boundary, feeling angry, disappointed, confused, and frustrated. Many people feel guilty when they experience these reactions from others, and it can be difficult not to question ourselves when these conversations go poorly. Though it's natural to worry about hurting or disappointing others when we set boundaries, it's important to remember that we aren't responsible for the feelings and reactions others have when we express our needs and desires. We must endeavor to choose our boundaries wisely and to be kind and thoughtful about our words when we provide feedback and set limits with others. We should strive excuse me, to be mindful of the timing, format, and wording of our message. But we are not spreading negativity or generating bad karma by setting boundaries. In fact, we're behaving wisely. And I'll leave it right there. Like, So, like, for me, I've been on either side. Mm-hmm. I've had to set boundaries. And then also recently I've been told no on something that I really wanted. And it hurt. Yeah. Um. And I didn't react in a way. I didn't respond in a way that I was proud of. You know, although... I may have said some things that the person need to hear. I think about it and I'm like, man, like, although I don't feel like I was wrong in that situation, I could have found a better way to deliver the message. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then on the other side, it's like I'm currently, like, kind of dealing with something where something happened and the person doesn't want to see or says they see it from my point of view, but doesn't want to take accountability for their actions because I've made a certain decision to step back from that situation. And there are times where I question like, am I doing the right thing by doing this? You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um So I've been on both sides recently. It doesn't feel good being told no, But then also understanding the reason for that no. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, having to say no after somebody crosses that boundary. Because for me, I've worked too hard to get to where I'm at to let something or somebody mess with my boundary and cause turmoil where there's peace. Right? Like, not having that peace of mind um so i gotta be okay with that and and it it's hard enforcing those things
1: it and see and that's what i was that's kind of how i started off too is like man i don't want to be that asshole i because I, I feel guilty like i love you and i yeah. gotta tell you no like that hurts me yeah it's hard and you know and i gotta set those boundaries and i have to say you know what like i yeah <laughs> Your favorite, uh, Cat Williams, What is it? You got to look out for your star player. You got to look out for your franchise player. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You got to you do, though, because, like, especially, you know, as addicts, like, you know, we we, we kind of teeter that line sometimes as yeah. far as you, and you, you're always talking about that inner peace, like that peace is, it, you, you're right when you say it's It's hard fought. It, we have to, it's hard to get. Yeah. And it's hard to keep. Um, and even setting those boundaries and sticking to them and saying, no, it's like, man, that, that's a tough, it's hard. Yeah. Because like I said, you know, I don't want to see anybody fail. I don't want to see anybody hurt. I don't want to see anybody disappointed. I sure as hell don't want anybody to think, oh, this guy's an asshole. But at the same time, like, like I have to be able to say, well, I don't want to, but I can't. Like I just can't do that. Like I cannot, there's some things I can't do. And, um, but you know, and again, like if I see somebody really, really putting in that effort and you need a hand up then yeah, you know, I mean, I have no problem. I mean, really I have no problem with it at all anyway, yeah. but it's when you're being taken advantage of, like, that's what I don't like,
0: bro. That's like something that freaking grinds my gears.
1: Exactly. And you can see it. And, and 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 because and I think I, I'm so attuned to it because I I was like that. Yeah, I was manipulative, and I was you know I always knew the right thing to say. I always you know well I felt like I did. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that I didn't I didn't hurt people with that manipulation, but like I know what it's like to try to play the game. Yeah, and when I see people doing that to me now, it's like. On one hand, it's like, you know, it pisses me off. It's like, what do you, th- do you honestly think I'm dumb? Yep. Or, you know, like, and then to play to your emotions like that, that's a tough thing too. Yep. But, like, if I see people that are out there and they're really working hard and they really, you know, they need a hand up and they're, they're doing good things, then, yeah, um, I'm more apt to say, okay, I'll help you out. Yep. Now, I don't know about showing up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's just a definite no-no yeah no absolutely in in, in any circumstance i mean unless it's freaking you know like life and death yeah if there's certain you know there's certain situations where yeah but like uh, that kind of thing whether you're using or not i I, you know i'm not going to be too happy about that
0: yeah no uh, (laughs) absolutely i think like and and the part like So, like, my previous employment, I really had to set boundaries because there was a part of me that was like, man, I know how it is to to be working your program and and not have transportation. Yeah. And I'd catch myself and be like, oh, man, you know what? That's not my, as much as it sucks, it's not my problem. And then I go to therapy, and then she's like, man, you need, like, she would give me tasks and everything, and then I'd be like, okay, cool. But what it's led to today, like I say, is like almost like this level of peace. Like sometimes I'm surprised that I have because before it was chaotic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like being so emotion, like man, driven by your emotions and stuff. But this uh, thing goes on to say when we set boundaries, we are acting like adults. Others are entitled to whatever reactions they choose to have and we can provide them the space to have those reactions or work through them on their own or preferably with a therapist. Sadly, sometimes people can accept our limits and our relationships falter or even end. This is part of life. It isn't easy to accept, but it's helpful to take comfort in the knowledge that you have acted with wisdom and that your behavior is a gift to yourself and to the world, even if it isn't appreciated or fully understood by everyone in your life at this moment. Um, and then... I think this one like makes sense because it's like I was recently involved in, in, I should say like some friendships, right? Um, where I responded a certain way because I didn't really like the way the person was moving. And (laughs) What I couldn't understand was why the people that I distanced myself from were mad because I spotted them moving a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, it was like they moved with the wrong intentions.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: They didn't have the right intentions. Like, it was selfishness. Yeah. Right? Like, what I saw was selfishness. And I saw ulterior motives, kind of like what you are saying. Like people don't call you to say what's up. You know what I mean. Like yeah. it was more like I saw ulterior motives. And for me, like man, I saw it from a mile away, and I stepped back. And you know, it's kind of there is the saying on social media, like, you know who who's really there when you stop when you stop texting first, when you stop calling, like who who's really in your corner, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but it's like. I felt this way. It's like one of my friends was being treated a certain way. And, and I stepped back from that whole situation and then they got mad because I distanced myself but I'm my like, man. I saw you move a certain way that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And that relationship changed as near and dear as it was to me. Like I can't water a relationship that's detrimental to my mental health. There you go. You know what I mean? Until that person apologizes, there will be no relationship. And it's hard because it's like, man, like the, the emotional part of me is like, man, I love you and I care for you. Mm-hmm. But I also saw you hurt somebody that I love by having ulterior motives in your heart. And until you address that, I have to step away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm also a firm believer in that every relationship can be fixed with having a hard conversation. Not a shouting match, but two people willing to sit down and say, this is what happened. This is hurt. And this is why I did this or this is why I did that.
1: Yeah, that that rational, sane conversation. Right? Yeah. Rather than I want to be right. Kind Rather of. Rather than like, yeah, like...
0: You know, and and I feel like as a believer, people tend to use my belief system against me. Yeah. Oh, you're a Christian. You're not supposed to do this. You're a Christian. You're not supposed to get mad. You're a Christian. You're not supposed to cut people off or whatever the case may be. It's always like you're a Christian. You shouldn't be doing that. You're a Christian. You shouldn't be whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never, I made a mistake by doing this the wrong way or being accountable for whatever decision was made. Yeah. It's always the person that believes a certain way becomes the person that should be living at a higher level. So, and there's a
1: couple of things there. Um, so like, like, like I said before, it's like one of the things that, has been said to me too. Is like, well, you used to be, you used to do, yeah. you were like, you know, and you know, I, I, I was. Josiah likes it when I say, oh, and I tell them, well, yeah, of course, I know what I used to be like. I was there, yeah, you know, I know what that was, but and then at the same time, like, um, so, so that's one of the things that they try to, you know, they, they they use that guilt, yeah, it's like guilt. They're already feeling guilty that I have to tell somebody that I love no. But then there's that, uh, okay, let me find it real quick. Um, Okay, your your behavior is a gift to yourself and to the world, even if it isn't appreciated or fully understood by everyone in your life at this moment. And so having walked this road and, you know, picking up those tools and learning the things that we we learn and, and knowing the things that we know now, like some of the people in that that we have to draw boundaries with, they don't, they've never worked that. They've never, um, that's one they, thing they, my therapist used to they, say. They, they don't have that information. They don't know. They haven't actively tried to change their thinking and their lives and, you know, everything that goes with that. So that, that part of it, like it's trying to, it's trying to uh, explain something and have them get it in that moment. Right. Yeah. It took us a It took me a while to get it. Yeah. Like I didn't, you know, just automatically, Oh yeah, that's it. Right. Overnight. You know what? You're right. Yeah. No, that kind of thing. So at on that same token, it's like we can't fix people. We can't. I can't fix you.
0: That's kind of like that. I want. I want radical acceptance. Yeah.
1: Like I want to help you. I love you. I care about you. But I can't fix you. And this little quick little fix that you're asking for, especially if you're being manipulative, Mm -hmm. it's not going to do you any good. In fact, I'm hurting you. Yeah. And I can't be. I can't be um, complicit in that. Yeah. Like I can't allow you to hurt yourself anymore or I can't, you know, be a part of that. Yeah. And so and and that's a tough thing too and and I've had to tell people, you know, like I know what I know what you did. I know cuz I basically figured out in the end like, oh man, you were playing me. Yeah. And then when I found that out, I went and confronted these these people and say, "Hey, this ha- this is what you said. So this is what I did for you." Then come to find out this other thing. So that means, you know, you were playing me.
0: You manipulated you mani- the situation. You,
1: man- you manipulated me, you manipulated my feelings for you. And that can't happen because you know what we like I said, you got to you got to watch out for your star player. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, this keeps coming up too. It's like if I'm not good to me, I'm not going to ever be any good to you anyway.
0: Yeah. No, that I, I, I like that you touched on that. Your behavior is a gift to yourself and to the world, even if it isn't appreciated or fully understood by everyone in your life at this moment, because when we're more aware of how we respond to people around us, it's harder for us to project what we're going through internally, right? And I think, like, for me, my mom said it the other day. She was like, man, Randy, I'm so happy that you're in this place because... Once you, you know, when things like this happened, you didn't care who was on the other end of how you were feeling. It's like you wanted to hurt anybody and everybody with your words and worse sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, man, mom, thank you. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. um, but even like, because it's like, sometimes I trip out. Like, bro, like I said it earlier, but it's like I trip out. I'm like, man, how did I get here? And it's part of like adulting, right? You know, adulting is like, man, putting <laughs> so my daughter loves dino nuggies. We went to Costco and they're $14.99 for a case. But right next to it were a uh, package of chicken nuggets that were $13.99 with a little bit more. So the adult Randy saw the 1499 dino nuggies and was like, you know what? I'm not going to go for what my daughter wants, but I'm going to go with what's going to take it a longer way. Yeah. And I chose the one that was a dollar less. And I'm like, man, like back in the day, I would have went like, I would have got the Dino Nuggies without a, but that's kind of like part of like making adult decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but here are some like, I don't know. You got anything more? Like I'll read these to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. And then we'll listen to uh, Josiah's.
0: Yeah, so it says, here are some tips for establishing healthy boundaries. One, know your boundaries, identify situations that leave you feeling drained or uncomfortable. Are there boundaries that have not been communicated? Or perhaps boundaries that need to be reasserted? While discomfort is not always an indication of boundary violations, poor boundaries are a common source of energy leakage and a sense of dread around commitments or encounters. And, man, that's crazy. Like, before I even say that, like, bro, like. Yeah, how would I say that? It just, I think, like, for me, I'm more interested in those relationships that are built around the relationship rather than based off of transactions. Yeah. Because it was one of the hardest lessons that I've ever had to learn was to realize like, man, what I valued as a friendship and a real relationship was based off of transactions, what that person could gain from me. Because once I stopped providing something, that relationship ended. You know, that's why like boundaries are comfortable because, man, I would leave this. I left this situation near burnout. I left this situation damn near hating my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, man, why? And I don't mean to be like, whatever, but it's like, man, it drained my energy. And I don't like when I'm so drained of energy that I become the person that I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: And and man, and that's, that's the, one of the toughest things to do is to to do that with people that you really, you know, you're close to. Yeah. And you care about. But, you know, sitting here thinking about it, like, we should not have to feel guilty. We should not have to feel negative. We should not feel drained of our energy for taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Like, people will try to guilt us into things, try to shame us into things, try to, you know, it's like... Just all every trick in the book to get us to do their will, even though you know we don't want to or we know we can't or we we shouldn't yep and and it's hard, but I think at the same time, the more we stick to them, the easier it gets and eventually they'll get it, yep, like if you and you and it just kind of goes back to what what you were saying about relationships versus transactions like if you really love me you really care for me you want me to be in your life like that you're going you're you're going to have to accept you're going to have to get some acceptance too and say yeah. okay well maybe I can't be asking him for that yeah but but if not and and not that's not to say that people who are still sick are don't care about you they're just sick mhm But at the same time, like, there's nothing I can do to save you. You can make me feel bad. You can make me feel guilty. You can make me feel ashamed. You know, you can bring up my past. You can, you know, bring up our relationship, whatever that looks like. But at the end of the day, I can't save you by hurting myself.
0: Yeah. No, you bring up a good point because it also reminded me of, like, and this is what I was trying to say was, like, my therapist would say, but, Randy, you're working on yourself, the other people aren't. And I think that that's when we're working on our mental health and we're working on setting boundaries, we have to remind ourselves constantly, like, hey, you know this. Not everybody else understands it.
1: Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You know
0: what I mean? And having to be okay with that and, yeah, like... The next one says, prioritize and pick your battles. We can be flexible about our boundaries and you don't need to tackle every single one right now. One option is to start with a boundary that is creating the most difficulty for you day by day. On the other hand, if you aren't great at communicating boundaries, consider starting with something low stakes, the battle with your partner to put away their laundry. When we are in practice with setting and communicating boundaries, the first attempt may be very clunky, practicing with a few lawyers, yeah, communicate kindly by expressing your feelings and the specific behavior that's bothering you, hoping for the best. Sometimes people won't like your feedback, um, but also practicing forgiveness of self and others. And I feel like this is like the biggest one, like forgiving ourselves for who we used to be, you know, and forgiving others. And when that thought comes up of, like, hating or, or being mad at uh, sir, some of the people, right? And even ourselves. Like, hey, man, I already forgave you. I'm not going to entertain that today. I forgave you. And, and sometimes speaking it out loud, like, man, I forgive so-and-so for hurting me. I forgive so-and-so for hurting my feelings. I forgive me for responding that way. You know? I forgive me for how I used to be. But thank God I'm not like that today.
1: And even uh, forgiving yourself for having to say no. Yeah. And forgiving them for putting you in that position. Yep. And say, you know what? I Doesn't mean I don't care about you. Doesn't mean, you know, I don't want to help you, but I can't help you with this. This is my boundary. I've said it. Please respect it. Yep. And, and, yeah, and then having that forgiveness is like, man, I feel bad for, you know, not doing something. But at the same time, you know knowing that it was the right thing to do and the, and the right thing to do is tough sometimes yeah especially when you know i like i keep going back to this like especially when those connections are involved yeah because to me like like i've seen i'm not going to put anybody on blast but it's true for myself as well but i've seen like others express the fact that it was the people closest to them that really that are really detrimental to them. Because again, like your therapist said, you're working on, we're working on ourselves and they're not. Yeah. So we have this kind of, this sense of knowledge and this, this idea of where we want to be and where we're going. But, but other people don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then there's, <laughs> I don't want to say, well, that's just the way they are, but you know, but that's, that, that's the space that they're in at the moment. Yeah. And their negative reactions to our boundaries you know again giving that power up like I'm giving up that power even though I had to say no I'm still in a way giving up that power when I feel guilty and I feel bad and I don't forgive myself and I don't forgive them for you know putting me like I said putting us in that spot yeah so um but again that that the the one part that you read too it, it, it basically goes back to once you start practicing it once you start doing it and you hold firm it becomes that much easier i guess
0: yeah it gets it, easier to forgive
1: and it, it's easier to hold hold or set and maintain those boundaries and eventually i you know like people will get it yeah i mean they should if they keep coming back at you then i think you need to be a little more firm yeah because it does say you know use try to use the best you know the the the, the kindest language and i think a lot of it too is like that humility like i forgive myself for what i used to be like yeah. You know, so it's not like I'm looking down on anybody. But I'm in a different space right now, and that doesn't include enabling or um, being manipulated.
0: Or being treated like crap.
1: Or being treated like crap. Like, that's and, not part of it.
0: And that's what I wanted to say was, like, I need to clarify. Like, what, like my examples tonight weren't based upon any relationships that are immediate to me. You know, uh-huh. people that I talk to on a daily basis, it's more of... People that have uh, kind that of more, more fell out of touch with, yeah, um, just because of certain behavior, you know. So yeah,
1: and and I, I was kind of alluding to that inner circle too, because those are
0: the toughest. Yeah, the inner. No, that's why I was saying. Like, that's why I had to clarify because I didn't want any of my inner circle like be like, oh, is he, he talking, talking about us?" Me? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. But like, because but, but even if even if it's we not, it's just relationships of of some people that used to be close to to me. And and even if that that art no more.
1: Even if we are talking about somebody close to us, the truth still remains the same. Yeah. I mean, it, and again, like, man, don't take it personally because I would act like this to anybody. Yeah. Because I have to take care of myself.
0: Because I have to set those boundaries because I'm tired of, like, being drained of relationships. I'm tired of valuing relationships when it's not reciprocated.
1: And how about this, then? Uh a healthy, honest and and loving relationship shouldn't drain you. It should do the opposite. Absolutely. It should fill you with that love. It should chill, yeah. fill you with that peace. You shouldn't have to dread certain encounters with certain people. Yeah. Like, oh, here comes so and so. I know exactly where this is going to go. Yeah. So, I mean, and we'll, uh we'll stop there and we'll let uh Mo Hugs not drugs. Take it away. Take it away, sir.
2: Hey, what's up everybody? It is Mo Hugs Not Drugs coming to you on pre recorded take on this week's uh, um topic on from psychology today on boundaries. Um <clears throat> but just to bring everybody up to date, uh so I'm dealing with uh something that's difficult. You know, my brother in law, my sister's husband passed and uh partly why i'm not in off or on the episode this week been out of town dealing with that and helping uh, the family and being support to my sister and uh it's difficult and even within that just seeing um you know they say weddings and funerals bring out um people show their true colors in those two circumstances and situations and that's definitely the case um seen some good things, seen a lot of good things, seen a lot of good things from different people and, um, and some negative, um, some things that I, mean, I won't really get into or throw some names out there, but uh, just seen some negative and it's unfortunate. And I just remember about three years ago when my father passed, there's a lot of people overstepping and um, not coming correct with a lot of things. And um, so it is true, you know, that, with these funerals people's true colors come out and um but i think the positive outweighed the negative um a lot you No, know, maybe like 97 to 3 on the uh, people's true colors and 97 positive 3 percent negative uh but i really like in um this article uh it says prioritize and pick your battles we can be flexible about our boundaries and you don't need to tackle every single one right now. So with that, for me, um, as I got into recovery, started walking the red road, really, um, stepping back with every situation that's outside of me. Um, especially when it comes to like uh family or friends and like, do I really need to insert myself into this? Do I really need to do that? Um, cause prior to the red road, every, every fire I was there trying to help put it out, and as I, you know, walk the red road and um, gain some more experience, strength, and hope, it's really, I see that I don't need to insert myself into a lot of things, um, and part of that, you know, is setting up that boundary, and also part of that is, you know, my peace, keeping my peace a um, priority, and <clears throat> not really giving all of myself into a lot of things and really prioritizing where I put my energy um and with that you know there's just like cuz prior to the red road again I just like overextend myself even uh, even in recovery even in walking the red road there's times and you know there's like weeks or months where I overbook myself and I'm just like non-stop action just like going 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 and um a lot of that is just me a lot of that is just me not Prioritizing my peace, not prioritizing some self-care, and it's just like, I need to set a boundary with myself. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, you know, just like, okay, I need to uh, chill out. I'm just like overdoing it, and I just need to pull back and um, really focus on what's important and not ex- overextend myself, because once I overextend myself, then I get highly reactive and um, trying to um, insert myself into everything. Uh, but the highly reactive piece is what's something that I do not want to, uh, get into. Uh, cause that, that kept me in my drinking, that kept me in alcohol, um, for years. Uh, one of the other bullet points was, um, <clears throat> communicate kindly by expressing your feelings and the specific behavior that is bothering you. Um, and, you know, I was able to do that with, um, One individual that was, you know, kind of overstepping in this past week, um, a relative, and I was just like, took him aside and talked to them real kindly, validated their emotions and um, really spoke to them in a good way. Um, And then just let them know, hey, you don't have to do anything else, you know. You don't have to do anything extra. Just you being here with us is enough. That's enough. We love you and we appreciate you being here, you know, and all you got to do is just be here. Just sit here and offer some hugs, a shoulder to cry on, that, that's enough, that's good enough. Um, because they're kind of overstepping and stuff, but just communicating that. Um, the reactive side of me went to cuss them out and be like, what are you doing, man? But um, just thought about it, and I was just kind of going, I need to respond in this situation, and so I did, um, and just talked to them in a good way. And um, even another thing, like, Um, (laughs) we went out to eat and they took forever and my brother started getting, um, agitated and started in on them. And, but I came in and I was just talking to them nicely and, uh, I didn't want to cause a bigger scene, but, um, just those things, you know, using your kind words and not, um, engaging. Uh, so I find that that's a healthy thing for me to do as far as not being, um, Highly reactive because I, I just got to stay out of that reactivity for me myself. Um, hope for the best um, with practice forgiveness of self and others. Sometimes our words come out all wrong, causing harm. And I know it is like another boundary that I have to place with myself is that um, um, sometimes I, what I'm trying to say and the words I use are not matching up or the the way I tried to communicate it is taken the wrong way or um, and you know I'm not perfect I get highly reactive and I'll say something and it offends somebody um, and so those are learning great learning opportunities for myself great learning opportunities to um, <clears throat> to just sit back and be like okay next time when I'm in this situation or this circumstance I'm gonna I'm not gonna do that and that's where I find a lot of um, a lot of learning can happen for me, uh, and I have to give myself that grace because uh, I'm not perfect, definitely far from it. Um, but I strive to be better than I was yesterday, and that's one of the uh, the goals every day. It's just to be better than I was yesterday, and even if that's a small one, tiny step, then that's enough. That's good enough. Um, I like the part of the article when it talks about how, um, uh, paraphrasing here, they're saying like people grow up, um, they have adult bodies, but they're still like children. And I see that, you know, um, even in myself at times, Um, but I go around and I'm just like, oh, wow, this person is like, because for me, that highly being highly reactive um, shows like that different ones need more help. And I was thinking back on, like, the early years of my recovery, seeing different ones coming into the rooms and then going back out and then coming back in again and going back out, coming back in. Uh, for me, that was just, like, a lot of immaturity and I had to set those boundaries with those individuals because um, they kept coming in and out of the rooms. And that wasn't, I mean, if I still continue to, hang out with them and talk with them or try to mentor them, even though uh, they had no intention of staying long-term, um, I probably would have gone back out uh, sooner. I mean, I would, sooner. I mean, I probably would have gone back out by now is what I'm trying to say. But, um, so, yeah, just setting those boundaries with those individuals, even though I wish that they would stay, I wish that they would still be walking the red road with me, uh, I wish that, you know, they didn't go back out. And come back and go back out. Come back. I wish they would stay. Uh, I can't save them. And that was a boundary I need to save with myself, set with myself is that I I can't save them. I got to just do what I can and, um, and that's, you know, make sure my recovery is intact and that hopefully that attracts them to the red road. Um, and those are, you know, just like the two things, or those were just like my takeaways from this week's reading. Again, you know, just, dealing with this loss on uh, this sorrow. Um, and just wanted to give my take on it. Um but yeah, shout out to Randy JC, the pot your favorite Indian, uh, for holding it down uh, on episode one seventy two. Uh this is Mo Hugs Not Drugs signing off. Thank you. Appreciate you guys out there, all our listeners. We love you, appreciate you. And I'll, I'll be back. We'll be we'll all be back together triad next week uh for episode one seventy three. All right, sending. oh
0: ho Little big man. Ah-ho. little big man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, good stuff, Josiah. Thank yes, you. Yes,
1: thank you, sir. Um, he <laughs> brought up something that I, I, I totally skipped over was that, and we don't have to get too far into it, but that uh, – Kids and adult bodies, yeah. Children and adult bodies. Because man, I I I can definitely relate to that. You know, Just yeah. Because you know, I, I pouting around and having a pity party and saying "poor me" and you know that kind of crap. But it's like you know, he he already said it, man. I I I want I like the people that I care about. I want them to succeed. I want them to be okay. But I can't do anything for you. I can do things with you but not for you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, just to wrap up my take on this whole thing is that setting boundaries and keeping them, it's difficult, but at the end of the day, I think, and I feel that it's, it strengthens us and it also helps the other person. Yep. You know, they may not see it that way, but it does. And, you know, to keep that in mind and, you know, t- to not give up the power, not give up our power to somebody else when they're trying to make us feel guilty for saying no or for not behaving in a way that they expect. You know, there's there, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, they, because like I said, we got to take care of ourselves at the end of the day Because because, again, if I'm not good to me, then I'm not good to anybody else.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Thank you uh, for bringing it today on setting the boundaries. and I think it's, like, really important, though, man. Like, thank you, Josiah, man. Thank you, JC. Like, I think it's really important, though, especially as Native American males, to really set boundaries and create that safe space for not only ourselves but leading the charge, you know, for those that we impact. Um, for those that we come across is by leading by example and trying to, not trying, but working on ourselves on a daily basis, because we do care for people at the end of the day. We love people. We want to see the best people. We want to see people win. Yep. You know, I love to see the people win, man. And excuse me, but it is like a lot of times it's, we're detrimental to our own walk because we become kids trapped in adult bodies. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad he touched on that. I'm glad you touched on that. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. You have anything?
1: That's pretty much it. Boundaries are a son of a bitch, but they're necessary. Like, I mean, for for us, yeah. Like for me, because of just basically living um, an entire life without little to no boundaries. Absolutely. Not for myself and not with other people. Yep. So, and it's those, it's a tough conversation, I think, to have for a lot of people because of that emotional attachment that we have to some people that are detrimental to us. Yep. And again, man, I can't reiterate this enough. It's not like I'm looking down on people. It's not like I'm judging them. It's not like I I don't care. It's the exact opposite, but I have to love me first.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's like the biggest lesson is loving ourselves so that we can love others
1: in in the in the right way. Yep. Absolutely. So, oh, man, that was a good one. That yep. was a good article. Thank you for bringing that up, Randy, because you know, that's like I said, that's one of those things that we got to talk about. We got to get it out there because it like you said, it is detrimental to our walk. Yep. And it's a it's an acquired skill, I think. Just something that we have to practice and keep, you know, revisiting. And maybe we'll have another discussion on it later on, a part two. Yes. As it were. But if you haven't got anything else. No, I don't. I know you got to get to the store and get those dino nuggies. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, with that, I mean, we'll sign off. And so to all our listeners all over a very spherical earth. And,
0: uh, what it say? The firmament firmament.
1: (laughs) No comment. Thank you guys for listening to the tonight's episode. And as Josiah said, we will be back in full force next week. So stay tuned for that. And with that, all I got to say, Oh yeah. One other thing too. If you can hit those likes, subscribe, those little heart emoji thingies, You know, let us know you're out there. You can email us. You can contact us on Facebook. Uh, What else you got on there? Is that Instagram? Instagram. Yes. Some other stuff.
0: TikTok be coming up. We are unspoken words. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. We're going to have a TikTok video dance that's going to go viral. We need your help with that. Yeah. And if you could please follow us on Podbean, that would be very, very helpful to us. But with that, we are signing off. That was what? Episode 172 in the books. Yes. Thank you. Oh. And, uh ho and as always be kind to yourself. Deuces. Have a good week. Peace.
0: I get out my head. Plug in the mic and leave nothing on set. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real